Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now for Friday, October 16th, 2017. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best at what he does. There is no better. Give him a call. Take control of your mental or and your mental health, your dental health. 317-849-2933. We're walking and talking today. Why? Because we can. That's why. We hope we don't disturb the neighbors. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, they take on the Bengals this Sunday at 1 o'clock on Fox 59. And that, in large part, is because of some, some good news from the Colts. Bad news this morning. They said some personnel and maybe a player infected with COVID had positive COVID tests. As it turns out, they weren't positive. Uh, they were false positives. Those uh, the retests came back negative, and so that's great news. Uh, not just for the health uh, of those with the Colts organization, but for the Colts and Colts fans who want to watch football this Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, the Colts, how are they going to beat the Bengals? We heard about it from Darius Leonard on Inside Indiana Sports Now yesterday, where he said it's pressure. you got to put pressure on young quarterbacks. That's what you do. So, uh, uh, the... This isn't, you know what? It doesn't take a genius to figure out how to win football games, right? What you do, you run the football. If you run the football well, people have to load the box. When they load the box, you throw the football. Then on the other end, what you do is you stop the run. Then when people have to throw, you put pressure on the quarterback, bring pressure, they throw it to you. We saw the Browns do this last week, right? They ran the football exceptionally well, as they do. Uh, they put Baker Mayfield in a position where he could succeed, and he did. And that was the story of the first half. The story of the second half was Philip Rivers throwing interceptions because you cannot put the football game on Philip Rivers' shoulders. You just can't do it. You try to do that, you're going to get beat because he's going to throw it to the other guys. He did that last Sunday twice. When Philip Rivers has thrown the ball twice, to the defenses he's played against this year and last year with the Chargers, he's 0-8. When he doesn't do that, his teams are 8-5. That's a pretty stark difference, isn't it? Bet your ass it is. So the Colts, what they're going to have to do is figure out how to run the football against a heavy box and then how to stop the run and how to take away short throws. They're going to have to play press coverage because what Joe Burrow wants to do is he wants to throw it short. They're trying to put Joe Burrow in a position where he can succeed, and he doesn't have the weight of the team on his shoulders. So what he's doing is throwing short balls. He is averaging 6.3 yards per attempt. To put that into context, Jacoby Brissett was the starter for the Indianapolis Colts in 17 and 19 and had yards per attempt at 6.6. That wasn't good enough. The Colts moved on from Jacoby Brissett in large part because of that number. So Colts and the Bengals, you stop them from running and you run the football and control the clock, you're going to come out with a W and you got to come out with a W because if you can't, if you can't beat the Cincinnati Bengals at your place in this game at Lucas Oil Stadium in front of 12,500 fans, which is 5,000 more than the last game, last game at home, If you can't win this kind of game, you don't belong in the conversation for a postseason berth. And in all likelihood, if you fall to three and three, you're not going to get a postseason berth. And that's the way it goes. That 
is the problem with losing a game like this when you've got a second half of the season that is loaded with really good teams. You've got this game on Sunday, and then you've got, let's see if I can get across the street without getting my ass hit. Um, and then you've got a bye week, followed by a game against the Lions, and then you got the Ravens, you got the Titans, you got the Packers, you got the Titans again, and you've got the Steelers and the Raiders laying in wait in December. That's a lot to overcome if you want to get to nine wins, and if you don't get to nine wins, you don't deserve a spot in the postseason. So that's that's what the Colts have got going for them. That's what the Colts have got going against them. This is a period of the schedule where they're going to make some hay because you're not going to be able to beat all those teams coming down the stretch in all likelihood. And so if you want to go to the playoffs, you win in October. Uh, let's talk about the Chicago Cubs. Uh, 17 years ago, that was 2003, and, and we've kind of, we've kind of moved, moved on and beyond what happened in 2003 because, number one, 2003 was really, really unpleasant, and you got to move on from the unpleasant in life, don't you? And then what, uh, what happened in 2016, as the Cubs won that World Series, that was a big deal, right? And, and so that kind of took 2003 out of our heads. Um, so, but what happened in 2003 is Steve Bartman. And that was 17 years ago, a couple of days ago. And, and Steve Bartman, I still contend, is to blame for what happened in 2003. I don't think that Alex Gonzalez bobbles that ground ball or in all likelihood that that ground ball is hit if Bartman doesn't get in the way of that foul pop to Moises Lou. So I still think it was Bartman. Now I'll say this. While he's still to blame, I don't wish any harm falls upon this guy. You know, if I saw him at McGee's in Lincoln Park, uh, what I would do is I'd buy him a beer, I'd give him a big hug, and we'd have a nice conversation for an hour, and it wouldn't be a big deal. I'm, I'm not one of these idiots who wants to see this guy come to some level of physical harm because he got in the way of a baseball. He made a mental error at a moment when it was very, very costly to the Cubs, and that mental error was not understanding that in the front row you've got some responsibilities. And one of those responsibilities is to get the hell out of the way of the ball if a Cub is going to catch it, and to get in the way of the ball if a Marlin's going to catch it, right? So that was the mistake Steve Bartman made. I'm really, really sorry that so many negative things have happened to the guy over the last 17 years, but that does not mean just because bad stuff happened to him doesn't mean that he, he wasn't at fault. He was at fault, and in a series that very same week between the Red Sox and the Yankees, Trot Nixon coming over to get a foul ball at Pesky's porch, Red Sox fans moved people back because they knew the shot. They knew you get out of the way, and that's the way it goes. We're walking and talking. We got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, college basketball practice has started at Purdue today. They... Uh, they had COVID issues yesterday, and uh, so they had to figure some things out, and they've started work today, and good. Uh, Matt Painter and the Boilermakers is going to be an interesting year for them. Uh, bad news from Butler basketball, and that's that Laval Jordan's uh, mom passed away. 
and and that's tragic and and our uh our thoughts and prayers with Lavelle Jordan who's a really really good dude and and I hope that Butler finds a whole bunch of success this year it's a terrific program run the right way and that's kind of all you can ask they're in the Big East. The Big East is going to be tough. You've got UConn coming in. I don't like UConn being allowed to come in to the Big East. I just don't like it. UConn is a, uh, I think it's a renegade operation at a bunch of levels within that athletic department. I don't like them. So there you go. But they're going to come into the Big East. They're historically a Big East franchise, a Big East program. And so, you know, you've got the UConn women's team coming to Hinkle once a year, and that's kind of fun. Kind of like having Villanova come in from the men's side. That's always a great game at Hinkle Fieldhouse, and uh, never miss that one. And I never miss Providence coming to Hinkle Fieldhouse just because they're so tough. And Providence is going to be the first opponent for Indiana in the Maui Classic, which is going to be played in Asheville, North Carolina. So what are you going to do, right? At any rate, we... uh, we should have Lavelle Jordan in our thoughts and our prayers as, uh, you know, everybody loses parents, or at least the parents hope they do, right? As a parent, you hope you go first. And uh, so, uh, but that's that's always a tough thing. And, and so Lavelle Jordan is going to set a great example for his players as, as he loses his mother and mourns the loss of his mother. And that's... That's kind of, that's a cycle of life, right? And what you learn through that cycle of life, my mom's still alive and still healthy, and, and that's, that's a wonderful blessing for us. My dad passed away in 2002. And what you learn with a parent passing, or I guess with anyone, is that, you know, the pain and the grief, it goes away. And what's left is the really good stuff and the lessons and the impact that they made on your life. Uh, those remain, and the laughs, and, and the good times, the good memories, and that's wonderful. This dog, man. This dog. Hey, crazy thing. I'm so happy for invisible fences, and, and uh, so that you can walk along like this and not get the hell of it out of you. A house up there, my wife walks on this road, and at a house up there, a dog broke through the invisible fence, and uh, bit her on the leg. So there you go. But everything was good. She didn't mind. She's a, she's a, uh, a rough-hewn lady. You're going to have to do more than, uh, than break her hide a little bit in order to, uh, to draw tears from Julie Sterling, I can tell you that. Hey, uh, by the way, I ordered, pre-ordered an iPhone 12 today. I'm very excited about it. And uh, so that's going to be chef shipped uh, the people at AT&T, they are allowing uh, for trade-ins at a level of 800 bucks, and the i12 Pro is 999 Seeing so kind of get an, iPro, uh, an iPhone 12 Pro for a couple hundred bucks. That's not a bad deal. And, and the quid pro quo is that you've uh, you got to sign a 30-month extension to your contract to use AT&T. Uh, as your wireless carrier. So there you go. Uh, Other news in sports, Nick Saban would like to be at the game tomorrow, but we don't always get what we want. And and that's kind of, that's the good lesson of 
I don't not health problems and not diseases, but every once in a while we're brought to a little bit of humility and a little bit of modesty, and I think that that's happening with with Nick Saban, where he is not going to be able to be at the game tomorrow against Georgia because it's unsafe, and we value safety above all else, and so he may be the king of the Republic of Alabama. But that doesn't mean that he can flaunt rules and and find his way to the sideline or find his way into a press box tomorrow where he could infect others. That's not the way we operate in this world. This isn't, you know, planet Sabin. This is planet Earth, and we're just kind of inhabitants, and we've all got to kind of, we've got to be responsible to one another and for one another. And Nick Saban's going to have to learn that lesson tomorrow as he watches the game between Bama and Georgia tomorrow night uh, at his home or, or some other place where he's far away from others. You, you can't, what he's proposing that he's, he would like to do, that's not the way we roll in, in this world. And uh, so he, he's going to have to figure out his way around it. The Pacers, they're continuing to look for a coach. A lot of people think it's going to be Chris Finch. I spent a lot of time yesterday watching videos. Chris Finch did a video on offense that I put on my Twitter feed. Chris Finch is the associate head coach for the New Orleans, Pel- New Orleans Pelicans and a guy who is thought to be a kind of a revolutionary offensive mind in basketball, if there is such a thing. And, uh, you know, some offensive creativity would be welcome uh, with the Indiana Pacers. They weren't very creative the last few years. They were productive, maybe not offensively, but they won a lot of games. They won 48 two years in a row, and then this year they were on a pace to win 50 or 52, 53, and that got that got Nate McMillan fired. So uh, McMillan's replacement is going to be asked to come in and do some maybe not revolutionary things, but do some creative things, both offensively and defensively. And last year, they made the mistake of not switching, really almost ever, defensively. And offensively, they were kind of pedestrian. And that's not going to be allowed. And so we've got, we've got a new coach coming in. We'll see. I think it's interesting. I, you know, you got guys like Dan Craig and Chris Quinn and Chris Finch and uh, other guys who are up for the job. And I think it's going to be one of those guys. I think it's going to come, come from that, that bucket of assistance and not necessarily like a Chauncey Billups or Mike D'Antoni, people who've kind of got that, that pedigree, the head coach pedigree. I, I don't think that that's going to work for the Pacers. I think they'd have to pay for it. And if, if I were Herb Simon and it was my money, my question would be, all right, Kevin, tell me how Mike D'Antoni is going to be worth probably four times the money of a Chris Finch or a Dan Craig. Tell me the difference in wins we're going to get and how deep we're going to go into the playoffs because we have D'Antoni or Billups rather than Finch or, uh, or, or Quinn or Craig. And I don't think that Kevin's going to be able to answer that question. 
and because he's not going to be able to answer that question, I think Herb's going to sit on his wallet and have Kevin do the right thing, at least in the case of D'Antoni, and and goes in another direction. So, but we'll see. I, I think that the Pacers, they've got a roster that's really interesting. They've got assets that I think are kind of sexy in terms of trade, and that doesn't include uh, Victor Oladipo, who I don't think has any value whatsoever. Like, these guys, they, they pay attention to basketball for a living. And, and if they watched the film of Victor, or watched live, of Victor Oladipo playing against the Heat in the playoffs, what they saw was a guy who can't move. And maybe he's going to be able to move at, at some point, you know, three months from now, maybe. He's going to be able to get around somebody or be able to stop somebody from getting around him. But he was unable to do that during the playoffs. And you are what the tape says you are. And so Victor Oladipo's value, I think, is basically nil at this point. And got a $21 million a year contract. And that's a lot of jack for what Victor Oladipo is not able to do for you at, at this point. So if they're going to move somebody, boy, you got to say they're going to move Miles, right? Miles is kind of that guy. He's a guy who can hit corner threes. He's a rim protector, so he's kind of got a unique combination of gifts on each end that makes him valuable. And so if they want to, if they want to trade back into the first round, that's how they do it. They do it with Miles Turner. And if you can get something back from the uh, Golden State Warriors. They got that number two overall pick. If you can get that number two overall pick somehow or another away from them and all it costs you is Miles Turner, I'm in. If you can trade a guy who is an 11th overall pick for his second overall pick and you love what's in this draft, at least in the top three or four, you make that deal. We've walked, we've talked, we've shared. We, we've enjoyed a conversation about sports. It's what we do in the morning at Breakfast with Kent every day, 8 o'clock, and then uh, on Facebook Live right here, and then on Periscope and Twitter. We do the same thing immediately thereafter. It's a show so nice, we, uh, we do it twice. And then, I don't know, Sunday, I'm going to be at Lucas Oil Stadium, so I would think that right as the game ends, we're going to be talking about it.